This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. And the real headline out of the Virginia elections? It's exactly what the left didn't want to hear. That would be Trump wins. I'll have more in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow. And now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. They're made with quality leather suede. And for a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use promo code JEFF. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, so... The day after Virginia voters handed Democrat Terry McAuliffe a huge defeat in the governor's race and also elected the first African-American female lieutenant governor, Republican Winsome Sears, and the first Latino attorney general, Republican Jason Miars, I hope I pronounced that right, in the state's history. After all of that, what is President Joe Biden's response? Why, that trifecta of Democrat losses is all the fault of... You got it. Those racist Trump voters, don't you know? Glenn Youngkin played the race card for a reason, because he knows it works on certain white voters. He did stoke white grievance politics to mobilize the Republican base. He's laundered Trump's really sort of disgusting, flagrant out-racism. He's wrapped it in education. Education, which is code for... White parents don't like the idea of teaching about race. That's the fundamental problem for these parents and this anti-CRT movement. They don't like the way whiteness is being portrayed in these new, more inclusive lessons. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. The subtext of all this was we can't let these black and brown people run the country. Glenn Youngkin running on critical race theory that he knew hit a chord around race. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling. Some of it was uh, dog whistle racism. The dog whistle messaging that you saw Youngkin engage in during the course of the campaign. CRT is in the the latest line of school busing, cross-town busing, Welfare queens, you have it. It's in that same. It's in that same line, and you saw it in the in the results in Virginia. This more palatable Republican who still uses the same racist themes that Trump did. He just packaged them in a soccer dad sweater vest model. He's found a way to launder a pretty racist trope. This idea that we cannot talk about America's history because it hurts my feelings. He's turned that into a campaign. White voters do have anxiety mm-hmm. about a changing America, right? That it is blacker, it is browner. You've got the Republicans yelling like, hey, look, the black and brown folks are coming for us. Some Republican candidates are perfectly willing to use race as a motivating factor for their base. That has gone on for decades and it happened this year. Race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit 
used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. This is about the fact that a good chunk of voters out there are okay with white supremacy. Let's call a thing a thing. Actually, scratch that. They are more than okay. The Democrats lost, said Sleepy Joe, because of those, quote, conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters, unquote. Which is another way of saying that the real winner of the Virginia elections this week was Donald Trump. Week in and week out of this fall election, Democrat McAuliffe raced around Virginia campaigning not against Youngkin, but against Trump. The night before the election, McAuliffe gave a 15-minute speech at a rally and attacked Trump not once, not twice, but 13 times. And, but of course, he wasn't alone in attacking the former president. Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, campaigned for McAuliffe and made a point of attacking Trump supporters. When Joe Biden himself showed up to campaign for McAuliffe, he shouted out that, quote, I ran against Donald Trump and so is Terry, unquote. In other words, McAuliffe, Obama, and Biden are obsessed, and I do mean obsessed, with the former president and his supporters. So, quite deliberately, not to mention repeatedly, they went out of their way to attack Trump. The result? Terry McAuliffe got clobbered. So, without ever touching down in the state to campaign for Yunkin, Donald Trump emerges as the clear winner in this race. Which, of course, means that he will also loom large over the 2022 elections. If anything is clear from Tuesday's Virginia results, not to mention the shocking hair's breadth GOP loss as it now stands in very blue New Jersey, it is that the base of the Republican Party still loves Trump. The huge issue in Virginia was the racist slash Marxist critical race theory. Democrats and their media allies tried to pretend CRT isn't in the state schools. And, of course, that it's racist. They were all saying and all talking about dog whistle racism, which quickly brought this headline from Fox News when they tried to say that CRT wasn't in state schools. Said the Fox headline, Virginia promotes book telling teachers to embrace CRT, which McAuliffe says isn't being taught. The book promoted by the Virginia Education Department says, quote, teachers need to be taught how to question whiteness, unquote. Oops. Whatever else the CRT issue did, it was a decided reminder of Trump's constant warnings about this or that group of elites shoving their far-left progressive policies down the throats of Americans who viscerally opposed them. In the case of Virginia, that had Terry McAuliffe telling parents they had no business involving themselves in their own kids' education. Wow. Virginia parents did not take well to that lecture from McAuliffe. Imagine that. Look, there is a reason Trump was elected in the first place and why he still has such a tight grip on the GOP base to this day. It is the same reason in the long-ago history of American politics that Democrat Franklin Roosevelt had such a hold on what he called the, quote, forgotten man, unquote, the blue-collar or working Americans looked down upon by what in FDR's day millions of Americans saw as an elitist Republican Party filled with and run by members of sniffy country clubs. And one of the more remarkable turns in American politics, beginning with the rise of Ronald Reagan and continuing on with Donald Trump, the Democratic Party of FDR and the Republican Party of Herbert Hoover switched constituencies.
This began to come clear in the 1980s when the heavily unionized Macomb County, Michigan, outside of Detroit, which had given 63% of its vote to Democrat John F. Kennedy in 1960, voted overwhelmingly, 66%, for Ronald Reagan. Thus was born what came to be called the Reagan Democrat. Today, the support of blue-collar workers and average working Americans is steadfast for Trump. And hearing the insistent attacks on Trump, not to mention themselves, during all of the fall Virginia campaign, people turned out in droves to thumb their noses at the Democratic, their Democratic opponents by voting for Glenn Youngkin, and along the way handing a victory to Donald Trump, who wasn't even on the ballot. Except, of course, thanks to Terry McAuliffe, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden, Trump became a very much invisible name on the Virginia ballot. And he won. Big time. Then there was the instant and all-too-predictable line from Democrats and their liberal media allies that the Republicans won Virginia because they used, you guessed it, racism. One clip after another, after another, after another, after the election, had liberal commentators insisting the GOP win was the result of a, quote, racist dog whistle, unquote. And when he pushes talking points that are meant to flirt with and stoke white backlash, he does so in a coded way with dog whistles about education. The racial animus uh, that is teeming um, with the dog whistle messaging. Racial language and, and, and dog whistles, quite frankly. Some of it was dog whistle. Yeah. Right. Some of it was uh, ra- dog whistle racism. Horrible racist uh, dog whistles from the GOP. Dog whistling. Uh, on education. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling. What rose to sort of the national conversation was the dog whistle. And the Republicans then sweep into that with this divisive critical race theory, cultural racial dog whistles. That's a more um, effective strategy when the Democrats aren't delivering on middle class economics. When you talk about critical race theory in Virginia and it's not taught in Virginia schools, uh, that's a dog whistle. That's a dog whistle to people who maybe lived in an affluent white suburb 20 years ago and they're seeing a lot of diversity and a lot of change. And they're thinking, oh, my God, I'm worried about this. Notably, the media was silent about the Republican winners of the lieutenant governorship and attorney general's post. That would be Winsome Sears the first African-American woman elected as lieutenant governor of Virginia, and Jason Miars, the son, as I said, of Cuban immigrants who becomes the first Latino attorney general of Virginia. My favorite takedown came when ex-ESPN commentator Jamel Hill tweeted out that, quote, this country simply loves white supremacy, unquote. In reply, Lieutenant, <laughs> lieutenant Governor-elect Sears tweeted a response that simply said, we beg to differ. Her tweet included a photo of herself holding an AR-15. You can't make it up. Sears has no intention, no hesitation, calling out liberals for the racism they show to blacks who don't fit their liberal idea of a black person. In one interview, she said this, quote, The Democrats have been successful in instilling fear in people who look like me. I have had white liberals talk down to me, talk down to me, and as if I didn't exist, simply because I'm a Republican. I mean, how dare you? Who told you you could talk to me that way? Because I'm not the right kind of black? Is that how this works? Unquote. Lieutenant Governor-elect Sears is spot on. In point of fact, when any African-American is a Republican or conservative, the left will turn on them with a vengeance. 
This became obvious when Clarence Thomas was nominated by President George H.W. Bush for the Supreme Court. The vacant seat was caused by the retirement of the court's first black justice, Thurgood Marshall, who retired. Democrats said this was the quote-unquote black seat on the court and demanded Bush nominate a black, and he obliged by nominating then-Judge Thomas. With that, the left's assault on Thomas began because Clarence Thomas was a conservative, with Thomas memorably saying this of the massive attacks from the left in his confirmation hearing, quote, And from my standpoint as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Unquote. Time after time, African Americans who are not on the left are attacked for leaving the decidedly racist liberal plantation where all black people are supposed to think alike because of their skin color. It could be Justice Thomas, Dr. Ben Carson, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, California Republican gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder, commentator Candace Owens, or Virginia's new Republican Lieutenant Governor-elect Sears. And the scenario never changes. Dr. Carson put his finger on the problem exactly when he said this of white liberals, quote, well, they're the most racist people there are. You know, they put you in a little category, a little box. You have to think this way. How could you dare come off the plantation? Un- unquote. What all of these liberal media figures shrieking that it was racist to elect an African-American woman to be lieutenant governor are really all about is being the masters and mistresses of the liberal plantation. And they will say whatever they need to say to try and intimidate conservative blacks into not leaving that plantation. Safe to say, Winsome Sears will not be intimidated. The question now is, will Democrats repeat their huge mistake in 2022? In all the various state elections for governors, U.S. senators, U.S. House members, and state legislators, will Democrats campaign against their opponents on the ballot or against Donald Trump? Will they run all around the nation proclaiming their Republican opponents are racist? At this point, one suspects Democrats are so obsessed with Donald Trump and their racist ways that they will not be able to help themselves, which means that this time next year, Donald Trump will have won again, bringing in a GOP House and Senate along the way. Sitting somewhere in one of his famous clubs, one can only imagine that Donald Trump is now laughing and getting ready for 2024, when, quite possibly, his name will actually be on the ballot again. So buckle in and get the popcorn. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news. And thanks for coming. See you next time. Music